Welcome, Welcome to, to Sunday School. I was going to do the Tarzan weep. Oh, that's what yeah, you were singing? Yeah. I was kind of singing like, if it sounds if it with me, it'll be all right. The Rihanna song, like, sex with her <laughs> is fine. Oh, sex with me is amazing with her. Sex all right. Oh, right. I only sing the part. Sex with me is so amazing. amazing. <laughs> Can you imagine just being in the <laughs> booth, just being like, straight up, this is the lyric? Yeah, she's like, <laughs> sex with me so amazing. Oh my God, Lucy! She no. dropped in. I used to be able to do a really good Rihanna impression. Really? Well, I, so I thought. <laughs> well, we'll revisit that. Uh, will we? Uh, Lucy, Lucy, yeah. What's up? Lucy, how, how are, are you? you? How are your titties feeling <laughs> today? My titties—they uh, feel good. They feel good yeah. today. I think that my boobs have been growing. I think they have been too. Mine? Yeah. You—you you saw that picture. I saw that. Picture. I showed Cecily a, a nude yesterday. <laughs> Um, just between girls. Girls. And I think that my girls are big. You know, I really feel like my titties are coming into their adulthood. You know, I've yeah. talked about yes. this before. I've mentioned this before. The caring and keeping of you. They show right. the different stages of the breasts. Ooh. And I was like, these titties straight up still look like they're in stage two. Like Breast buds. The breast buds. I hate that word. And we know we hate that word. But as of late, I've been like, oh no, these are my adult breasts. Yeah, they've dropped in. They've really dropped in. For men, it's you, their testines. It's their testines, the Scientologist. <laughs> no. <laughs> Weren't we talking about Scientology yesterday? We got into Scientology Oh, yesterday. with Bridget Peterson. Yes. Shout out Bridget Peterson, new friend. New friend. And someone we love. <laughs> we really love her. We hit it off. Um, so your titties are feeling... My, They're big. feeling good and big. like big. A big, How are yours feeling? Bosom. Mine are feeling spiritually just light, light, light. Just feeling oh, good, 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 good. Like... In a way, I used to be like, oh, I'm going to crash, crash, crash. But because I'm on medication, I'm like, or everything's good and let's trust it, baby. Oh, I thought you were going to go trust, trust, trust. No, I should have. And bring it on home. And trust, trust. And you know what? We're living and growing and I'm open to notes. Uh, hey, and that's how you know. You just put out a plethora of work. What's yep. his face would say this? The guy from NBR, Ira Glass. Ira Glass. Ira Glass is like, let's put out a ton of work. That's what he sounds like. <laughs> You've listened to a lot of his podcasts. I, I just mean, have listened to that one viral video where he's like, you can't hone your taste until you put out a lot of stuff. <laughs> like my Actually, acting teachers I didn't, show that to I us. didn't know that. That's very helpful. Do you want to hear my impression? I would yeah. love to. Well, you worked on NPR, Max. Yeah, I worked I worked for NPR. You worked in. I worked the, in. The P. Okay, here's my Ira Glass. Today on This American Life, a three-part series. Part one, your friend calls you. Part two, you don't pick up. Part three, he leaves a voice memo. From WBEZ Chicago, I'm Ira Glass. Stay with us. Wow. Moving work. My nipples just went from 6 p.m. to 12. Who's, who is that, Jeremy Strong? <laughs> wow, that's so funny you mentioned that. that is that is your juice? Certainly in my juice. Okay, good, because I didn't read the article. I Well, it's so long, but I read every single word, um, and I can't wait to talk to you about it. I can't wait to hear. Um, let's just dive into Make Out With Me. Yeah! <laughs> we had well, some... Oh, a crystal has fallen. We had... Some make out with me's across the board, I feel like, this weekend. I really think we did. Do you have, you want to start us off? I mean, the one off the dome is last night we did a 
DJ event, a silent DJ event, where we danced in the street basically for hours. Hours? Yeah, yeah. hours, which was like, that we will discuss together. That is right. sacred we'll and we will to discuss that, together. Yeah. And we, you and I actually, when you talked about this earlier with me, I had written this down. Um, when we all, following that silent DJ, we went to a holiday party hosted by Eli and Max. And we all sang The Rest Is Still Unwritten. Oh, we we sang Unwritten at the top of our Lunginos. The Lunginos are belting. It was cleansing. Still, truly, the music, whoever cued it up, was it you, Max? It wasn't, it wasn't Max. The song cues up. Ding, ding, ding. And Max goes, fuck, yes. <laughs> like, or fuck. And Max was into it, Kyle, and I have a teeny tiny juice about when that started. I was talking to Eli Lloyd, and he was like, I can't, he was like sitting in his chair, and he was like, I kind of like, I don't love when we all play music from high school. And he was like, I was trying to be there for him and sure. listen and be like, that's a valid point, but I could, like, the, it was about to drop, and I was like, feel the rain on your skin. And I was like, I'll talk to you later, bye. And I just had to join the party. <laughs> totally, I hear you, I hear that, and the rest is still unwritten. <laughs> he was like, I just don't like it. And I was like, at the blank page before you, what, open babe? up a dirty window. Sorry, babe, what? <laughs> also, as you know, I mean, at the beginning of summer, what a different time. I feel like 2021 has been many years all in one. It's been a saga. But beginning of summer, we had our dare, which was we all had to bang to the rest is still unwritten. Oh, my God. Remember we that? did. I haven't banged to that yet. You still have time is all I have to say. I'm going to have to <laughs> You're gonna really... plug his ears somehow. <laughs> <laughs> or just put in my AirPods. No, that's cheating. It has okay, to, you have to okay. listen to it and you have to be making love to it all right the goal is we all everyone who's listening to this podcast by the end of 2021 you must have made love while the rest is still unwritten is playing in the background that's my challenge to you i think that you all can rise to the occasion we trust you if you're listening to this podcast you're someone who's like yeah the rest is still unwritten yeah and what's unwritten is me writing you to natasha beddingfield's crooning voice and then a mutual orgasm which, and which happens every happen, time. I will say. Um, I <laughs> wait. So was your makeout with me unwritten? I should unwritten. have put to have that for mine. I, mine was unwritten, and yeah, it just was. I was like, I just needed this so badly, and it spoke to me in a way because I was like, you know, the thing is, everyone's trying to be cool. Everyone goes to parties and just wants to talk, and that's as you and I famously agree. Not what parties are for. Not what par- I guess. What I do all day: talk to people. Yeah. Guess what I do? I'm talking, I'm texting, I'm emailing, I'm on the phone, I'm doing business, I'm talking to friends, soothing, we're going through life. Guess what? I, I don't, I want to celebrate my body and dance. I not want to talk no more. I, I now talk. want to dance, move body along um, across a field of space. Plane. Space. Okay, of space. Planes. And, you know, I'll talk to somebody for like a little bit, but if, if, if the conversation is not blowing my mind, and I'm sorry to be like, to be this way. No, let's speak it. If the conversation's not like furthering my excitement, yep, then I, I don't see how anything could be better than just dancing. Here's what I want to talk about at a party: who's making out with who? Yeah, who did we just see that person kissing in the cornea? Cornea in the cornea? <laughs> in the cornea? There was mistletoe. Oh, there was mistletoe. Who am I making out with? What weird sex thing did you do? Astrology. 
Mm, and is I, there going to be a snack? And is there a snack? Are we ordering? Let's order. It's already ordered. Like it happened last night. Last night, which was, leads us to my makeout. Let's hear it. My makeout with me is our dear friend Ruth. Oh, Ruth. Ruth. I know you're listening on your way to work, and let us bless you on this beautiful day. Hello, and bless you. Enjoy yourself. I hope you get a free croissant from yeah. someone cute at the cafe. <gasps> Ruth ordered two giant pizzas last night. Oh. Right when the party, like I, I knew she, I was there when she ordered them. And I was like, it's gonna, it was still packed, but I was like, by the time these pizzas get here, there's gonna be like nine people here. Yep. We timed it perfectly. There was a <sighs> giant like vegan veggie one from Garage Pizza, oh, shout out, sure. and a big old cheese one. And they, it was like right on the crest when the party's like, it's over and we're going to bed. We're about and we to just all had the pizza. And Ruth, thank you. I make out with you. I make out with you, Ruth. I mean, that was such a power move and a nurturer's move and a boss move. It And she is a boss. She's a boss. What I love about Ruth is she's just like, yeah, I'm ordering this pizza. Like, yes. I'm not going to fucking waste another second, you know, hemming and hawing with people who are going to be like, I, I don't know, like, are we going to order it from DoorDash? It's like, fuck you all. I'm just ordering it. Yeah, it she said don't. ordered. Then, no. She's, and then she was like, you'll all pay me money now. Which I also, oh, I'm like, I respect you so God, hardcore. Powerful woman. That, I will say, make out with me overall last night. Last night, to start with a silent disco and to go to a holiday party. And, I mean, it, I've never felt more alive. We felt really alive. And I think that we also want to share with the listeners that we've discovered a new type of Molly. Yes. Actually, we've talked about this before. <laughs> Our sponsor, Celsius. <laughs> Celsius has come back once again. We were off it. We're back on it. Celsius. Buy it. Buy it. Vibrate at the highest possible frequency you can ever imagine and dance the night away. It's you don't go cleanest, to bed till four in the morning. Cleanest Molly there is. And you don't have to test it for fentanyl. No, none of that. You can just <laughs> pound one and say, I wonder what will happen. Oh, I know. I'm going to be doing, I revise, <laughs> at the silent disco, we start outside of a bar and then we basically dance our way through the city and we wound up in this beautiful park that I haven't been in since before the pandemic. They, the Barnsdale Art Park. Yes. yes. And we danced through the woods. And at that moment, they played, are we out of the woods yet? Are we out of the woods yet? Taylor Swift. It was a remix of some song. And I was like, oh, I wonder where Claire and Bridget and Lucy are. And I look over and like... Little deers, you are, you are leaping through the woods. You were, what's it called when you, you star jump or like, what is it? A stag jump? You, you were stag jumping. <laughs> I was like, this is incredible. I really felt like I had reached the pinnacle of my ballet experience last night. You were it, Like serving. something unlocked. Something unlocked. I, one, another standout moment was when you put your body around a tree and dipped your head back and like did a you bowed with the oh tree. i do remember it that was, it was very beautiful to watch everyone was letting loose and and i agree with you the the full-on make out with me was just like the dancing the dancer's journey that we took last night we danced i woke up this morning was like i don't know why my legs hurt and then i was like oh because you danced for six hours that's as long as it takes to run a marathon by the way by the way we essentially we ran, ran a marathon, a marathon. We ran a marathon. So we thank ran, you, Celsius. I, I, can I just say thank you, Celsius, sponsor. Um, this is our Powerade. Um, this our is Gatorade. us. Please get a giant thing, igloo ice of <laughs> Celsius and pour it over our heads, okay? Because that is what powered the night yesterday. Terrible fuzzle. Fuzzle. Um, I, my first question is going to be, can you pass me that Burt's Bees? Whose is that? This is mine, girl. <laughs> can I use a little? I just, my lips are... Really dry. 
Well, it's because we <laughs> drank a lot of Celsius. And also, I drank a lot of tequila and mezcal, like, throughout the night. I drank a lot. But I felt... Yes. Untouchable. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> I felt nothing. I felt nothing. <laughs> I felt nothing. I felt numb. Are we going to get into some ignorant questions? What yes. What do you think? I'm ready. Okay. Okay. My ignorant question is, does everybody have a good side and a bad side of their face? Or is that just something that, like media and like women's beauty magazines have made us feel like we should have a bad side or does everybody feel like they have a bad side i believe everybody has a bad side and i believe there is some sort of article talking about beauty and like scientifically how our brains like calculate how we're taking in a person and beauty is actually not symmetry there's (gasps) what makes the beauty is the lack of symmetry it's like there's something a little bit that like it's like in art history when you learn that like the painter has like basically directed your vision to go and like points you in the way with the um like the outline of something like yeah one shape will lead to the next yes you know and so it's like that's what happens with with beauty so it's like one imperfection will lead you to like the beautiful thing oh that's really beautiful and again I don't remember where I read that you really know how to you knew how to answer that question (laughs) done next question what's yours Sorry, I dropped in for a second. I went back to I my will, I mean, art history days. Cecily was going to major in art history if it wasn't theater. If I wasn't just a demanding, <laughs> passionate actor, I, I imagine myself having another life of being someone who studies art history. Um, okay, so my ignorant question is, how do you get rid of your searches on Venmo? Or, like, you know when you go to pay someone on Venmo and it will pop up, like, people that you pay frequently? Mm-hmm. Mine is still my ex, no matter Ooh. what. It always, every time I go to pay someone, every time I go to, like, anything at all on Venmo, it's just like, here are the people you Venmo. Right. Number one, your ex. And I'm like, and there's no slide to delete it. There's no, like, clear. So you're asking, how do I clear my cash? How do I clear... Your cachet. My contacts for, like, when I go to pay someone. Well, Here. you can un... Uh, you should unfriend him on Venmo. We're not friends. I'm not friends with anyone on Venmo. Yes, you are. Am I? I think you probably are and you don't know it. Oh. Well, then that see if you can un- See if you can unfriend him. And then another thing you can do, we I imagine... We each other. I just... You know, but I he wish won't, him well and But peace. he won't pop up first if you unfriend him. It's not like you're Venmoing him all the time. And he's not going to get notified that you unfriended him. Like when you get notified when someone stops following you. I don't get notified when someone stops following me. No, on your... Like when you're sharing your location. Has that oh, ever happened to you? Yeah. That's like a... That's why I think I'm... I don't hand it out so much. Because I'm like, well, I can't live with the fact... Of us one day no longer sharing locations. You and I share locations. I know, but that's because I know you forever. What? Do you, oh, I have friends. Two, I have two hundred and fifty-nine Venmo friends. <laughs> so I think what you'll start with is trying to see if you can unfriend him, and yeah, that's that's my answer to that question. Okay, I'll try. It's sad, but you know, the heart breaks. <laughs> the heart wants what it wants, and it doesn't want. No, it doesn't. You to Venmo. Oh my god. <laughs> what is wrong with you? <laughs> oh, 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 monster. 
Uh, I love that our ignorant cues were the most succinct we've ever had. I know, we're like, done. <laughs> done, easy. moving on. May I just say, it's pretty cool that we've known each other through different time periods of our lives. You know that we're like now yeah. reaching the age where it's like, oh, remember when you were dating this person? Or like, remember when you were doing this at this time? And like, we've seen each other through stages. That's pretty yes. cool, right? I think that's incredibly cool. And I've been thinking about that a lot, reflecting on like, oh my gosh, this friend who, like, is relatively, like, in my mind is a new friend. Yes. Let's use Mary Ryan, for example. Yes. We all love her. We miss her. We miss her. Come back home, Mary. I still am like, this is my new friend, Mary. But, like, I've known her for almost six years now. Same with you. Oh, my God. Can you even imagine? I still, I know, I still am like, Lucy's my new friend. And yeah. I'm like, no, we're best friends. We've known we're, each other for six we're years. practically cousins. Wait, six years? Really? Maybe five. Holy shit! Or four, because I worked at the juice bar before I worked at the yoga studio. Oh, God bless. That's right, I'm a fucking wellness queen. <laughs> Get her elixirs. I do have one more ignorant question that I, I am just going to Google the answer to right now sure. because we were just talking about it. Yes. Um, how much does a Gucci notebook cost? <laughs> oh, they're beautiful. Let's Here look I it go. Up. I'm Googling. Gucci. Also, hilarious name. Why is no one talking about how funny Gucci is? I think Gucci's hilarious. Gucci. But I would also kill for that last name. Gucci. Lucy Gucci. Lucy <laughs> Gucci. Lucy Gucci. Instead of Lucy. We are. <laughs> James Lucy. <laughs> James Lucy. Okay, we're going to take guesses. Okay. James Lucy. Um, Gucci. I'm going to guess a Gucci notebook is $300. Okay, Max, what's your guess? Uh, $175. You guys really compliment each other because the answer is 180, but a set of three is 440. I was $5 off. Oh, sorry. No, no, no. I was joking. It's actually 250. It's 250. So I was the closest. $250. Which one did you get for her? Oh, I didn't get it. It was already bought. There's one that's in collaboration with Disney, which seems inappropriate. That's uh, Disney. If you want to throw us money, cool, but. I'll leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, that's, uh, I'm, we're that's still scary. open to working with we're you, Disney. We're open, Disney. We know you are. Well, Whoa. Um, that was a powerful, ignorant question hour. Um, shall we get into juice? I think it's juice time. Do you juice have any Dini. scalding hot juice? <laughs> um, well, I have uh, a juice from the party, and then <gasps> I have juice from just like in the world that's out in the world and the thing that's out in the world is the jeremy strong article which yeah listen, let's get into it let's talk about it because i love i'm an actor you're an actor yeah like yes what a lot of people have described is that acting is invisible work basically and it is like you have hmm. to do a lot of work like internally to do things and frankly that's how it should be and what i find is these white straight actors are not afraid to make their work visible it's very visible. It's like, let me show you that I'm doing this character. And it's just shocking to me. Like, I can't imagine walking onto set in character, disrupting takes. And I'm just here for, um, what's the man's name who plays the dad? What's his name? Actor? Brian Cox. Logan Brian Cox. Roy. Brian Cox. It literally is a reflection, once again, of the Dustin Hoffman, Lawrence. I was Vier. thinking of this they story. Quote, they quote it in, oh, okay. in The New Yorker, too. Okay. Uh, and this is him reflected with Jeremy Strong and uh, Brian Cox. But it, it's like the thing that Americans do, mostly white 
straight male actors do is they're like, I stayed up all night. Like Dustin Hoffman stayed up all night. He was tortured, showing up to set ragged. Yeah, exhausted. wasn't he like running all night or something? Running all night to be exhausted for this intense scene with him and Laurence Olivier. That's a name, right? Yeah. Okay. Is it? Uh, I hope I so. I mean, that's that's Laurence Olivier is, is that man's name. That's his name. Um, and Laurence <laughs> Olivier is like, why don't you try acting, my boy? And it's like, yeah. And Brian Cox says in the article, he goes, I just find it all like aggressively American. Like Ooh, what ow. these actors do. But, but it was coming from a good place. He was like, I'm just worried about him because to do that to yourself is like, it's torture to like yeah. endure all this stuff. And I get it. Like we certainly, but you have to get really good at practicing separating yourself, which is what Brian Cox talks about in the article. He's like, you got to do your work, you clock in, you do the job, you mm-hmm. give your all, and you got to be able to leave it on set and yes. go home. Leave it at the door. Leave it at the door. And that doesn't mean you're not home doing research, doing homework. Like, you can do that, but, like, to carry that with you, it is going to fuck you up. And I think it's very often used as, like, an accessory in yeah. social situations. There was a one particular young gentleman who I went to theater school with, and he would show up to like uh, birthday parties after rehearsal like so upset and like crying and like just being like I had a really intense like I got really deep into my character and I just feel real and I'm like this is not about you bud it's not about you leave it at the check it at the door no one else is bringing like you're in a play relax working with other people yes like think about other people actually all you have to do is listen yeah, and Listen. if you're so upset, don't come out to don't, the party. Please don't come party. But, you know, like, he would come to the party on yeah. purpose to be like, look at how deep, uh, how deeply I acted. Look how involved I am. And what I love is Larry David just did that episode of Curb Your Enthusiasm about an actor who is, like, a method actor, and he's he gets in a fight with a props man because he keeps being like, these are the wrong glasses, and sends this props man all over the fucking town. Oh. He gives him, like, 75 glasses, and he's like, none of these work. None of these work. Ew. And he's like, these mugs, I, I can't be working with this. And I was like, thank you for showing what these men do. Because it is unwell. Now listen, do I love Succession? Of course I do. It is the best show. I mean, Jeremy Strong, incredible actor. I'm just saying, I don't think we need to be doing all this stuff. I, I agree with you. And I also love like the silent and sturdy power of like, <laughs> just imagine being... Laurence Olivier and just like standing up from your chair and being like it's called acting my dear boy (laughs) just act like it's just I mean that's the whole like that's the whole idea of like divas you know like it is and I'm just it's men and women being like selfish with the time of everyone else on set my thing is this do what you we all have our process you do your homework I really respect that and I think it's very important to take your work seriously because you live in a world where people are like you want to be an actor you want to be an artist like what the fuck's wrong with you and it's like you're getting that every day from everyone so it's important not to treat yourself that way yeah you the work that way what I have issue with is when you start putting it on other people. Yeah, agreed. And you start, like, messing with people whose jobs, whose full profession is to pick the perfect prop for this scene. Mm-hmm. And, like, you're also working with fellow actors who have their process. Like, respect people's space and their process. Yes. Like, agreed. who do you think you are to, like, do that to someone? I, have, I take real issue with that. But if I worked with them, hey, it'd be sick. It'd be sick. Have I, you seen- I'd leave them alone. I'd leave them alone. We could, we've worked together. That's well. what it has to be, I feel like. If you're going to do that, like, do your method acting if you need to. But, like, stay in your trailer until you're ready. Yeah. This makes me think of Jim and Andy. Have you seen Jim and Andy? No. The documentary. Have you seen it? Yeah. It's It's a documentary 
that someone made on set of when Jim Carrey played Andy Kaufman in oh. the biopic of, you know, of Andy Kaufman's life. And he was like method the entire, like, I don't know how many months they were filming. And there's scenes of the director being like, please, Jim, like, like begging him, like, please. And Jim is like not giving it up. He's Andy Kaufman. And mean? I respect that, but I'm also like, <gasps> ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Sunday School. We took a brief intermission. <laughs> Our producer, Max, just built a full bottle of water. Bottle. I mean, liter. <laughs> an, an entire Nalgene of water. Nalgene of water. Um, onto on my body. your lap. <laughs> Which is good, because I deserved it. And I, I deserve it. I'm I was dirty. talking too much, and I deserved it. <laughs> Thank you for keeping us in line, Daddy. And it was, I mean, I do think it was the spirit of Andy Kaufman. I think He's he was with like, us. wash yourself. He was like, this. don't talk shit about Jim. And I would never because someone who I I feel a deep soul love for is Jim Carrey. Yeah. Listen, we're saying this and this is our opinions. Like we, this doesn't mean that we're right. I think I am. But I think that they've come up with amazing work. Good for them. I'm just going to point out something real quick is that all of these men are white men who are just like, let me method act it. And I it's just astounding to me. Okay. Interesting pattern to observe. It That's is. all. Daniel Day-Lewis, Leonardo DiCaprio, Daniel Al Pacino. I mean, I'll take him, sort of. No, <laughs> but yeah. Anyway, just something to notice, you guys. Just notice yourselves, guys. Just ask yourself, are you the actor that's showing up on set having to listen to a song? Well, you can listen to songs. That's not bothering anyone. Are you the actor who's like... I need 10 more of these things. Go do that for me. No, please. Because if you are, you know, reflect on that. Why are you doing that to someone? Yeah. Are you asking a PA to slap you in the face? Are That's you, inappropriate. Are you asking a PA to <laughs> carry you to set? Because that's what Daniel Day-Lewis did for my left foot. Really? Yes. Because he was... My left foot. <laughs> Which Jeremy Strong talks about in the article. He's like, my, or he's like, yeah, my left foot. That was like a poster on his wall. And I was like, oh, oh this is an Jesus. article that I've yelled about this. I think that's the through line of Max getting to know me is I just talk about this. Uh, talk about Jeremy Strong? No, I just talk about method acting and how angry I get about it. And, and he doesn't call it method acting. He came up with another word for it. But uh, whatever it is, it's uh, bad. <laughs> Good for him. Good He's for really him. convincing on the show. So He's incredible. Great job. There is one line <laughs> that um, Adam McKay says where he says, he's not playing it like a comedy. He's playing it like Hamlet. And I thought that was very profoundly true. And I thought oh. that it was very powerful. I mean, he the show was pitched, Jesse Armstrong pitched it as like a King Lear show. It does feel sh- positively Shakespearean. And Brian Cox is a very famous Shakespearean actor. So it really, I mean, it's incredible work. It really is. But, you know, I just think there's a way to do it where we don't uh, treat people like trash. Yeah. Treat people like golden gifts. Little golden gifts. Oh, Max, you were going to say something about Andy, Jim and Andy. Oh, yeah. Well, I mean, I now I feel like I shouldn't speak ill of that process considering what happened. But the the most upsetting part of that documentary for me was when Jim in character as Andy meets Andy's granddaughter or daughter or something like that. I thought he met his parents. He did meet his parents, but then there was a moment, oh, it's his daughter. And he's talking to her as her father. And they're like, it's this like, they talk about it being like a beautiful cathartic thing. And like, Feeling him in the in the room. Can but you I, imagine? 
However, I will say, if you watch the documentary, it is like some some like crazy like spiritual feeling transcendent shit that's going on, and it's yeah. like he's really putting out the crew and the director, and everyone's like, one uh, when, when they wrapped, they're all like, "Thank God this is over." <laughs> but he really it, it's creepy. He meets he, the, he meets Andy's parents too, and they're like, "That was Andy. That was Andy." Wow. So. Uh, I don't know. There's got to be a a balance. There's got to be a balance, and no one's asking the old Cecil Tune to play anyone. <laughs> I think I, if you could play never it, say anyone, never, never say never. I could be in a biopic, but I think everyone would say that's Cecily Brown. <laughs> Who would you love to play in a biopic? Lucille Ball. Really? I would love. Yeah. And Nicole Kidman's going to be Lucille Ball, as we all know. And I'm excited to see that. Me too. Cecily hates it. No. Cecily likes it. <laughs> we'll, see how it, we'll see how it unfolds. Nicole Kidman is very funny. Nicole Kidman. <laughs> <laughs> Doll, pretty, Australian. <laughs> I don't know. I think <sighs> the I think the water hit my microchip. <laughs> <laughs> Malfunctioning. Um, I also, well, what's your juice? My juice is I'm a thief. <laughs> and that's all. I'm not saying anything else. Oh, okay. And that's, hey, listen, stealing is a thing. And it's, I won't go into depth about like what I really mean by that, but I just needed to get it off my chest. Thank you for saying that. Thank um, you for it hearing is held me. Heard. It is held here. Held here. <laughs> Jesus Christ. Um, also, I want to say really quick, it was nice to be at a party where people were going home with each other. I haven't been at a party where I saw it go down in a while. Because the parties we've been going to, people are like pretty much partnered up or like are meeting people outside of the party and then maybe bring that person here. I want to be in the room where it happened. The room where it happened. The room where it happened. (laughs) And we were in the room where it happened last night. People were hooking up last night. People were hooking up. And I've said it once and I've said it twice. But I would love to host a makeout party, just an old school makeout party. That's Aww. it. That's it. I don't. I don't want us to have sex. I don't want us to all finger each other. I mean, whatever it leads to, it leads to. <laughs> no, I'll set up some boundaries. It's just a strict, like old school, like what you went to in ninth grade, where everyone's just making out on beanbag chairs, and mm-hmm. maybe there's, you know, a show on. Yeah, and then everyone's like, well, now we're going to go to my car. Like, oh, I was going to walk home, but maybe you can drive me, Brad. And then everyone's eating, like, Ruffles, sour cream, cheese. I was picturing the Ruffles. Yeah, yeah. And the Chex Mix. Oh, love Chex Mix. What's your favorite Chex in the mix? I like just the real salty ones. The original? Like the little Chex guys? I like original. You know the little breadsticks in there? What are they called? Getudos. Oh, guitars. (laughs) But, I mean, in Chex Mix... Isn't it called guitars? No. The Czech, it's like the off-brand Chex Mix. No, I know what you're talking about. It's like a little piece of bread that's like... Fr- it's like wavy? It's Yeah, and it's brown. Yeah. But it's not called geestard. That is literally not what I said. It's called like gestado. No, that's not that. Guitar. No. Dark theme is available. Guitard. Oh, that's the chocolate thing. Yeah, Never mind. it's called a... No, people are screaming at us right now. What are those called? Guillotinis. No. Chocolinis. Chocolinis. <laughs> anyway. Anyway, what's your favorite snack? Oh, my the God. Snack. I mean, listen. Peanut I'll, butter. <laughs> I mean, spoonfuls of peanut yeah. butter and a whole glass of milk. 
That's oh, what I used to eat. A glass of whole milk. I had a glass of whole milk and a, just a spoonful of peanut butter. And that was the night with that, popcorn. I would eat popcorn. Popcorn handfuls. and peanut butter is great. So fucking good. That's my favorite. But Chex Mix, I can give or take. But honestly, my, my absolute favorite and the one that I just can't get enough of and it's only bad for you. It's the sour cream cheese ruffles. Oh, my God. That are like, ugh. I'm like a bird. Sour cream and cheddar. And it's like the blue and white bag. Oh, fug. And then you add a little of this. A little. A little. I really like a cheese and cracker. Oh, well, I mean, that's like, where are we the king and queen? Like, yeah, I am. I mean, what parties are you going to where there's cheese and crackers? That's like my house. richy rich. My that's house true. tonight after you guys leave. That's true. You always have a good cheese. It's and I me. Really- I don't know and if I have any vegan cheese. And my roommate always has good cheese and crackers. She oh, Rosa Finch. <laughs> she does. It's her Instagram name. We, <laughs> let me tell you, during the pandemic, me and Rosa Finch ate our uh, ate all the cheese because I worked at a, a wine and cheese store. So me and, and Heather and Rosalie, shout out our dear ones, we would just Aww. plow through the cheeses in the cheese fridge. I mean, Rosa Finch. Rosa Finch. Wow, good juice, good juice. Oh my God, we're we're already at prayer. I know. I feel like oh, we got splashed. What more could you want? Excitement on this podcast. We could keep talking, oh. but let's do prayer and then see if it leads to anything organic. Let's do that. Um, did you just go, or shall I go? Um, I said that I'm a thief. Oh, that's right. You left it at a thief. <laughs> um, I guess my prayer is, I, couple things. I wish as we're closing up the year to start stepping more into feeling aligned with the work I'm doing because I've had a real blockage about Mm -hmm. what like I'm like as I'm an actor you know working and everything I've had a real issue with being like I'll just settle for whatever job will pay me I'm like what if I get paid like really though let's actually sit with the fact that let's sit with something where I'm actually getting paid doing something I'm good at and I like yes why am I settling because it's like that's what I think I deserve I don't want to settle anymore when it comes to work. Like, the way I am paid, I no longer want to settle. I want to be making money with things I feel aligned with. Yes. I used to think, like, if it's not acting, then you're betraying yourself. Like, you'll just do whatever, you know, nannying or whatever the fuck that's going to be awful because then – I don't know. I, like, confused it in mind. Does that make sense? If it's not acting, you're what? I was like, I'll be like, oh, I'll just take whatever day job will, like, give me – Certainly not enough money, but money, like I'm just settling. But I was like, because if I do another job that I actually like, then that means I'm going to get deviated from my path. Oh, I totally get that. You know what I mean? And I also think it comes from the like years and years of people telling us and implanting into our minds as young girls, because we both wanted to be actors when we were little. Yeah, we knew. And every single person you tell, your relatives are like, that's really hard. Are you sure? So we're taught that it's almost impossible to make any money in a field that aligns with your career path yep but it's not it's so possible it's so You're, possible you've proved it it i You're really doing it. am feel, and that's it opened my eyes where i was like oh oh my god for my entire 20s i've been just like no no like until you're making money just acting like you'll just settle for whatever and i'm like no there's like so many different paths to t- Every single actor has had so many different weird jobs and then like real jobs that have led to the thing they actually care about. So mm-hmm. I don't know. It's been very eye-opening. So that was my, my one prayer. 
I love that. And mine actually was, my prayer is kind of inspired by what you've been going through and me as well. And it's just like that we don't, we start to realize that we don't need to spend so much time working on things that we hate. Like don't, like listen to your heart, literally. My heart will not allow me to do jobs that I hate or that tear me down. And that were, I'm absolutely not being paid enough. Like we think $25 an hour is like good for a babysitting rate. No. I'm sorry, no. It's not. That's absolutely not Looking enough. Looking after children, there's a reason why they're paying you to do it cuz they don't want to do it. Exactly. <laughs> like, you know. And I'm like, we need to do I want I pray that everyone has more fun and less work. Yes. Because when your work is fun, this is like that cheesy quote, but it's real. When your when your work is fun, you you don't feel like you're working. Literally I texted you that this week where I was like, I've been working way longer hours than I normally do with nannying or babysitting, and I could still keep going. Like, I'm invigorated. Yes. Which I have never had just like a day in the week where I feel that doing a job, you know? But it can be that all the time. I literally was like, oh my God. And as soon as I started doing it, I was like, I feel so good. Yes. It really has been eye-opening. So I wish that for Ugh, everyone. I wish that too. Step into the thing that makes you feel more aligned and don't settle because haven't we all gone through enough? <laughs> I think so too. Has, hasn't it been enough? What are we doing? Like Crack a Celsius and write down a list of the things that bring you joy. If you're not sure what it is, write down a list of things you're interested in, like hobbies, things you yes. like to do. And then find out a way to like work in fields that are closer to that. And every time you do something, you get closer and closer. And it's like your heart will tell you, you're like, oh, the next step. And your heart will be like, no, I don't want to go further this way. I want to go that way more. And then from there, you're like, which way to go from here? And it's just like a little tiny scavenger hunt of the heart. It is a scavenger hunt of the heart. I felt that today, like talking with you. I was like, oh, this is this is how because I've always been like, oh, I guess if this works out, then that would be great. And now I'm like, no, 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 this is what I want to achieve. And that's scary to name it. But like. My acting teacher is like, write everything down. You got to name it. You got to name it and you got to write it down on paper. There is real power in that. So write it down. Keep a journal. Like you don't have to be, I used to think journaling was like, oh, you have to write pages and pages every day. It's like, it's amazing the things that you'll just write one sentence and that'll spark something. You know? Yeah. Just write Take down an idea. Take the pressure off. It's not about working, which also is another prayer. The nap ministry I've, I've talked about before, but mm. follow it on Instagram because Um, There's a Duke Ellington quote that they put up about um, there's a Ken Burns documentary called Jazz where he interviewed Duke Ellington and he said, where are your ideas? Where do your ideas come from? And Duke Ellington said, the ideas, oh man, I got a million ideas and all I do is dream all the time. Oh, dream, dream. Like we are told that even dreaming, like even self-care, whatever the fuck it is, like your creative process is still, they're trying to use like capitalism to make you work and be, that's a process and there's a right way to do it. There is no right way. Whatever works for you is your way. As long as it doesn't endanger people, you're not a total asshole on set. Correct. Getting. I think those prayers are going straight up to the moon, baby. Hey, baby. Thank you, moon. Thank you, Moon. This has been such a delight. <laughs> I know. To have, uh, we love our guests, but it's nice to just talk to you. I know. It's so nice to talk to you. I, I guess, where can the people find us? Well, well, Instagram. <laughs> you can find us on Instagram at Titty Committee Live Show. At Titty Committee Show on at Instagram. Titty Committee Show. 
Lucy, where can they find you on Instagram and TikTok? You can find me on Instagram at Lucy Blee, L-U-C-Y-B-L-E-E. And TikTok is the same thing, Lucy Blee. And what about you, Cece? You can find me on Instagram and TikTok. I'm at Cecily, C-E-C-I-L-Y, bro, B-R-E-A-U-X. B-R-E-A-U-X. Thank you again to Celsius for sponsoring this episode. Good night. Celsius, we love you. Good night, moon. Titted Committee Presents Sunday School is produced by me, Max Makovetsky. <laughs> so that's all we need, right? Wait.